back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Kansas City Chiefs defeating the Baltimore Ravens 33-28. to They improved to 3-0. and Pete Sweeney hanging out with Dusty Likens hey, and, and Jay Binkley. Uh, exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. And we're going to go out to some Chiefs fans, see uh, what they thought of the game. Big T, what's going on? Hey, you guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. A great game. Hats off to the fans, uh, you know, for bringing that loud and proudness. And a hats off for the team for a nice home opening victory. Uh, you know, man, how about Shady today? Uh, McCoy, you know, one receiving, one uh, rushing. That was nice to see. And the MVP just keeps steamrolling that offense down the field, man. It's awesome. And, and you know, you guys, you don't really uh, underappreciate, you know, kind of a guy until he's, you know, out of the lineup and, you know, I know it's a tough physical defense, um, and I know Cam Irvin tried his best, but, boy, Eric Fisher sure is underappreciated mm-hmm. here. Well, I wish him a healthy return and a quick one. We'll need him. And then, you know, the, uh, on the defensive side, it's nice to see uh, Frank Clark get that first sack. Way to go, him. You know, way to go, man. Way to be physical. Way to get in there and stop that guy. He's a good quarterback. And then how about the honey badger, baby? When a badger wants a ball, <laughs> he's going to go up and get it. And the badger did, baby. Way to go, honey badger. And, you know, and then, then what about the guy, the one-handed catch in the end zone, uh, you know, Robinson? And then the, the, that was about the greatest catch of the year so far. And then the two in the, on the two-knee catch on the sideline, that was just as good. I think we're seeing a rising star. And I, I don't know, you guys. If we need a corner, it's that bad. I'm trading Jalen Ramsey for Hill straight up. Go Chiefs. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, it's Big T. Made You're a couple, high. Made a, <laughs> made a couple good points. I think the best one was the fact that Eric Eric Fisher might be a little bit underappreciated. Here. No, he is. And what's funny is he used to be the main storyline going to the training camp, Eric Fisher. And he you don't even talk about him as much now, which is perfect. That's what you want That's to a be long as time an offensive ago, lineman. Yeah. yeah. So one thing you don't want to be is talked about when you're an offensive line, but the guy does uh, present value uh, to the Chiefs. And as far as Demarcus Robinson, made a great catch, several great catches in the NFL today, by the way. But Demarcus Robinson, to me, and we, we said it last week, or I said it last week to you, Pete, he has, he has given the Chiefs what they always hope from Chris Conley. And I know Conley's had some decent games with the Jags. He's never had these kind of catches or moves. Like Demarcus yeah. Robinson strikes fear and we got a glimpse of this a couple years ago in, in preseason football against the Titans when he and Mahomes connected four for 127 in the first half. It was the year that uh, Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith. But you knew that ability was there. The guy's got a great attitude and what he does. It's it just, but again, this offense is what you want from your quarterback, Pat Mahomes. One week at Sammy Watkins, he gets extra attention. Okay, Demarcus Robinson balls out. And then today, McCole Hardman leads the Chiefs in receiving yards. So three straight weeks, three different receivers lead the Kansas City Chiefs in receiving yardage. But let's make no mistake about it. I know Big T there talking about Tyreek Hill for Ramsey and stuff like this. The running game did look good today. But this running game will look better with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, to me, was what was missing the first couple of games. He takes so much attention from the defense we can look at this and say that, that uh, Pat Mahomes can make any receiver look good, which I do believe. It's Peyton Manning taking Jacob Tammy and Austin Colley and Stokely and these guys and making them good. But and Brady's done this for years. You know, guys like Troy Brown and Deion Branch, and they go elsewhere and they can't do anything. But he's got the ability to do that. 
But Tyreek Hill is such a special weapon that he strikes fear in defensive coordinators. And trust me, these defensive coordinators, knowing they don't have to deal with Tyreek Hill, are loving it. Yeah, of course. They're loving it. And because he takes so much attention away, you can't stack eight guys in the box. Two-man attention, whatever the Chiefs decide to do with them. And Andy Reid has special plays for Tyreek Hill. Like right. He's got those special plays the for The Hill Mahomes. Mary comes to mind. The other guy is, is, is Tyreek Hill. The motions, the backfield, trying to draw mismatches. With people, Tyreek Hill is also one of those. But I, I think Andy Reid has Tyreek Hill plays. You got to get like a, Pat you got, Holmes. You, big T's right. You do have to get a cornerback, but you know the, the thought of trading Tyreek Hill for Jalen Ramsey. I thought he was half kidding. You know that's ridiculous. I, I just think this Chiefs offense, if it isn't already unstoppable, is only going to get more unstoppable when Tyreek Hill is, is able to get back. The expectation is that should be happening uh, sometime soon. I mean, he, he's looked good. I'm not a medical expert like our in-house injury expert Aaron, Aaron Borgman, but. He's looked good. He looks like he's getting better. I know the original report was four to six weeks. You don't want to really judge on that. but No sling. With no sling, you, you think maybe it could be a little bit closer to the four weeks. CJ, you've been waiting a long time. CJ, 75th and Paseo, what's going on? Man, I'm just chilling, man, because we are 3-0, and man. Being <laughs> early, I talked to you this week, and I questioned the Chiefs' toughness. I'll tell you yeah. something. I watched the game today. Man, I'm not questioning their toughness anymore. These guys are tough, <laughs> smart. They're playing Super Bowl caliber football. Man, and if we did have Tyreek Hill, man, we would have had sissy ball these guys today. We done played all these teams. The NFL's getting so boring because I used to watch the Chiefs and be like, man, other games is like other teams are so good. Uh, other games for me are so interesting. Look what they're, they're doing. Now watching the Chiefs, like, I don't ever watch football the rest of the I love seeing like football. I don't know what to say, man. And also, I mean, watch Chiefs game, you watch the real football. These other teams are not even comparing. We, we're playing these defenses that are coming up. Yeah, you said it, man. We're getting everybody's best shot. And we're getting their best shot. Yeah, yeah. We're getting everybody's best shot. And nobody, you know what, man? This, the first quarter don't even matter. Go ahead and score your little six, seven points in the first quarter. Get it. You feel some confidence. My horns are coming out blazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> CJ, give me your tagline before you go. Oh, you yeah, I, we, just, we, just got, we just got him. He's uh, oh, he's off. Uh, but he, He's infamous for me, CJ. He's in from us for the uh, what's up, honey? Love. Like I see, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry voice. about that, CJ. No, didn't CJ's mean to take got off. this radio voice. CJ and Big T, very different styles, but you can just hear it. It's just the true the Chiefs, Chiefs fan, the man, gushing about just how fun uh, this season is, and, and and you should enjoy it. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, you should enjoy it. Like I look at this game, and this is a challenge, and I'm I'm not trying to 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 make light of any other team, but you look look at, you look at a game like next week. The Chiefs should be two touchdown favorites. They're six the and a half point favorites. The, D- the Detroit right Lions now. are not going to have a chance against this team. They're six and a half point favorites. They're not going to have a chance. But, but again, here's the deal. Lamar Jackson's up a coming quarterback. Get to see him today. Matt Stafford, you know, he's arrived. He's a good quarterback. And again, the Chiefs play quality quarterbacks this year. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers twice. You know, you're going to see Stafford this weekend. Phillip Rivers can't win a game right now. Ed Mahomes put them all in a box. That's fine saying, hey, I'm the man. But but the one thing about it is how much fun we're having this season and the passion of the fans. And several of the callers brought up the fans today showing up. It was raining this morning. I was I was blown away with James Palmer, NFL Network, videotaping. He arrived at Arrowhead at 3 o'clock in the morning. And there was a line, long, long line at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the home opener, baby. I know, but you'll probably see get this that all meat. year. You'll probably see this all year. But three o'clock in the Waiting morning. Waiting for Andy Reid to give him a cheeseburger. That's what she said. But, but <laughs> CJ brings up a good point too, and that is that is you are going to get their best shot. 
When you're at the oh, Chiefs, each, each and every game, each now. and every game, you're getting the team's best attention. Not only that, there's probably a day in training camp for these other teams looking forward to playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And I remember the Chiefs doing this when they played the Eagles back when Reed was going to play them, and it was not the first game. And Dave Tobe took a day. It was when Chip Kelly was there, and he prepared for the swinging gate on an extra point, which we saw the swinging gate and we saw the Chiefs stop it. But the Chiefs will get your best shot. And that's what's so impressive. And you, you you don't have your left tackle. You don't have your number one running back. Although, I, I think Damian Williams got that a little too prematurely. And you didn't have your number one receiver. And you're still winning games. There was, there was a time and day we would have freaked out. They're we not playing well. Out. We would have freaked out if Alex Smith was going without Tyreek Hill, without Eric Fisher, without Damian Williams. We would have freaked out. We don't with Mahomes. Yeah, they're they're not they're not even playing. I I think even perfectly or, or even above average. Like it does. Sometimes I'm just like, man, this is still a sloppy game, and they're putting up 30 points. And, and I, it's just it's a great time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, Patrick Mahomes with another tremendous game today. It, it's it's death taxes, 300 yards and three touchdowns. It feels like for Patrick Mahomes, 27 of 37 for 374 yards, three touchdowns. Here was Mahomes after the game. I think it's the, the preparation that Coach Reed puts us through during training camp. Uh, we get everyone in. Everyone gets reps with the ones, uh, twos, whatever it is. And I think guys kind of build that, that confidence then to know that they can play whenever they get their name called. And so you see that, and I think you've seen it for the last few years now, is whenever someone else gets their opportunity, they come up and they make plays. And so uh, that, that speaks to them being prepared every single week. Yeah, I think uh, just being on the same page as Coach Reed, knowing why he's calling the plays that he calls, uh, having answers. Uh, they got me on a few pressures today as far as they were flipping the pressures and getting me, but uh, at the same time, I was able to adjust quicker and, and, and kind of have more success uh, earlier in the game. Yeah, it's 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 actually a pretty cool story. Me and Coach Reed and all the all the offensive pretty much coaches and and the quarterbacks we go through our four minute situations every single every single week. And I think I've done it for three years now. And we finally got called a play that we had already prepared for uh, and the night before. And so it just shows that every little detail matters. I mean, we had talked about that play uh, the night before, and and you think you could, people would kind of just let that go if, after we haven't called it for a couple years now, but. We had it prepared, and we were ready to call it, and then we called it, and we succeeded when we uh, got the opportunity to run it. Yeah, it was, and uh, we had we had set it up last week by running the actual little pump pass thing out there, and so we knew, uh, especially with uh, the Red, uh, the Ravens, they have a, a good veteran group of guys, so they were they saw the exact same formation and kind of thought we were going that way, and we were able to kind of slip them out the back door and give them, give them the pass and get the first down. Just along those lines, I think it, I think I mean obviously the the way he's able to relate to people, uh, way he's able to get the best out of every single player that he that he coaches is, is is something that is truly special about him. But uh, I think that 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 line of being aggressive, but at the same time being smart and doing the right thing, is, is something that's special. I mean, there's I want to go for it every single time, and he, and he has to tell me sometimes that we have to punt it. So I mean, it, it's it, it's like that. But I mean, he has that aggressiveness, but he knows how to manage the whole team at the same time. Just one other part to that. Extension of him, I mean, sort of the marriage, if you call it that, 
Yeah, I mean, we, we, we prepare ourselves each and every week to be on the same page. I mean, whenever he's calling plays and uh, Coach Bienemy and they're calling plays, I want to make sure I know why they're calling the play, not just spitting the play out. And so I think just building that relationship with those guys and knowing what we're, we're trying to do and who we're trying to get the certain matchup has, has helped me kind of, uh, I guess, uh, just keep building as, as a quarterback in this league. Yeah, I mean, early in the game, it was more of a miscommunication thing as far as I thought he was going to run more vertical, but he saw Earl over the top, so he flattened it off, and he has that he has the ability to do that. I have to make sure I'm on the same page as him, so I told him just to keep running, keep doing what he was doing, and keep playing fast, and then you saw whenever he got another opportunity up the seam, he was able to make a play on it, and once the ball gets in his hands, I mean, it's, it's, it's like that Tyreek effect where it's just about over. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all, all training camp, and then obviously adding LaShawn at the end of the in there. We have a deep running back room, and those guys, every single one of those guys is prepared to play, and they can have success in the play. And you saw Daryl last year in the, at the end of the, the season and in the playoffs make a lot of big plays, so he didn't he didn't get the start off at the beginning of the year, but whenever his number got called, he stepped right in and made plays, and that shows what kind of teammate, what kind of player that he is. Last two. Not, not necessarily. I mean, Earl's a, a, a great player, and he's been a great player for a long time. Uh, but we're going to play our offense and do our offense the way that we do it, and we're going to have opportunities to, to, to beat people deep, and uh, we're going to execute on those. And, uh, I mean, you can say it during the week, but we're still going to do what we do every single week. Last one. Now, you were particularly Did you anticipate that kind of game going into it? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it goes with the, the flow of the game. Uh, in the first half, I felt like they were kind of – flying a little bit quicker with their linebackers up the field. And so when I kind of had some of those RPO, those run pass options, I was throwing the ball. And then as the game kind of settled down and we kind of hit them on a couple of those, then they started kind of sitting a little bit longer. I was able to hand the ball off. And that's that's how you, you have to execute a game plan. It's not about, uh, I guess, it's not about like going in there and thinking, try to run it first and pass it after that. You have to make sure that you just take what they're giving you and you'll be able to open both of them up as the game goes on. So the big storyline during the week was Earl Thomas saying that he's going to eliminate all big plays. And then you hear Patrick Mahomes asked about Thomas after the game, basically just says, we're going to play our offense how we want to do it. A little bit of swagger to that answer uh, when, when he's talking about Earl Thomas right there. Well, the Chiefs have taken the high road. They did last year with Jacksonville. And that Chiefs was a and little Rams bit. Their junk. It, that was a little bit. That's as much as Patrick Mahomes gives at the podium and saying, we yeah. don't care what you say. No, no. And uh, from our, our friend James Palmer, NFL Network, Mahomes joined Tom Brady as the only players in the Super Bowl era to record three straight games with 300-plus passing yards. Three plus TDs and zero INTs. Brady's week, Brady week six through eight, two thousand seven. Seems like every uh, every week. Every week, week it's another something. record. It's another record. You, you know, you have like a Mahomes. Just he's just shattering everything. Kevin in Bishop, Texas. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? How are you? How are you, Bink? Hey guys. Hey. Hey, buddy. I just want to touch on a couple of things. As a you know, I used to play a little college football. They're up up there in Kansas, and uh, I played DN. And I tell you what. Uh, this 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 new guy we got uh, fifty five. I can't even think of his name. Frank right Clark. Now. Clark. I tell you what, he's he's a lot better than what people, what people are giving him credit for. Here's why. Uh, D Ford used to run up up around up around blocks instead of fighting through them. 
And this this guy's staying in his lane. He's he's playing. He's fighting through blocks. He's he's actually staying, doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, the play call at two hundred one. It's and I hope, I hope Andy Reid goes back through this and 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 just looks looks at the film and, and realizes he should have put that ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands instead of uh, Williams' hands. I mean that's that's that's, a, that's basically a dead play. Two hundred one. The, the clock's going to stop after two minute warning. Uh, that, that that's a play for Patty. I'll, I'll listen off the air. All right, thank you. Uh, do you agree with his point on Frank Clark? Well, I I think <laughs> I think had he shown up a little bit earlier, he might have known the name already. <laughs> but when yeah. you sign a guy for that kind of money over hundred million, and you don't know the name, hopefully you'll get to know the name. I understand at this point, I, but I understand what he's saying though about D Ford. Like D Ford only had the speed rush. It seemed D, D Ford had had the speed rush. He was more one dimensional. He was more finesse. He's uh, there. I will say this: D Ford has himself a sack today too. Um, there, but I'm, I was 100% for this. Frank Clark just brought some toughness. Um, he talked a lot of junk, and I, I'm pretty sure he, I mean, I'm not on the field, but he was talking junk in, in training camp, and I assume he is now too. But he's got that dog in him a little bit. He's, he, he's, he's more physical, and you know when you've been hit. And I, I felt like this was an upgrade over D Ford from the toughness aspect, right? You know, against the run, setting that edge. We, we can have the sacks or talk about the sacks, but. You got to think about the other things too that is out there. You know, like today, making sure Lamar Jackson doesn't get around the corner. Uh, Frank Clark will get there, and you know this guy's, said, he, this he's, guy's he, got he's a motor. Had, he said sacks come in bunches, and he got his first one today. So you, you wonder if he can build on that. And I think he will. Uh, I think Frank Clark's going to be fine. But I like his toughness. I never thought that uh, D Ford possessed this kind of toughness. To be honest with you, very quickly the other point that he made with two oh one on the clock, I think what he was saying was instead of the Chiefs handing to Daryl Williams, they should have went right with Pat. They eventually did so, third and nine. They end up hitting uh, Daryl, and uh, a screen for sixteen yards uh, seals the game. You know, what I'd like to see Pete, and you know, in the first half, remember when Andy Reid lets the eight seconds go off? Yeah, Pat Mahomes, he's got this photographic memory, and he's smart enough. That honestly, in certain situations, if I'm Coach Reed, maybe we'll see this at some point. What's up? I would turn it over to him. I would turn it over to him because Pat Mahomes let him make play calls. When when it gets into like a minute, you're not at the end. I'm of the sure game. there's some kind of leeway there where, but where I, Pat can saying, audible and the, make choices. He clearly knew what to do more at the end of the half than Andy Reid did. Let's be honest, he did. Pat Mahomes knew what he was doing. And I think when you look at a guy that's that smart, he is a league MVP. You think Pete Manning kind of took things over with a final minute or two minutes? Of course yeah, he did. Yeah, of course. Think John Elway used to do that? I'm of sure course. there's a little bit of that built in. I mean, we'll never know. I don't think they would ever But I think that, we'll get but. to the point where I'm saying if you're like in a minute it's before the half, we're not talking at the end of the game or any of that, you trust Pat. You trust Pat to go out there. He's the one seeing things. He's out on the field. You trust him. I mean, I would have trusted him doing that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Pick an offensive coordinator on the field. Anything that he wants, he can, he can choose. If he, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the team eats, what, how they travel, if they want to go on a bus instead, whatever Pat wants. Uh, the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show is presented by Seventh Street Casino, where it's at. When we come back, we will name our player of the game. So stick with us. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show presented by Seventh Street Casino. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. A little later than usual because of our Kansas City Royals, but we're making it work. Pete Sweeney here hanging out with Dusty Likens and Jay Binkley, and it's time now, Jay. I know you love this. Every week we do it. It's the AP player of the game. 
Brought to you by Mazarit's Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. This week's player of the game is a defensive player. And his name is Tyron Matthew, baby. Congratulations, Tyron. We don't give you anything for it. Um, but here's what I will say. If you know the player of the game, you can tune into Fesco in the morning at 9 a.m. and win $25 uh, to Topper's Pizza, and one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Mazarese jewelry gift card. So congratulations to Tyron Matthew. Um, his line today, three passes defense, a couple times where he should have had interceptions but just dropped the football. That's probably why he's playing defensive back. Uh, but but wait, listen, we, we, we respect that. Once again, for third straight week, Okay. It has not gone to the guy who's the only quarterback beside Tom Brady to have 300 yards, three touchdowns. I'm not going to no run pitch. this segment and give it to the same guy ever. I, I'm, I'm just with, not you, I'm with you on the badger. Badger had three passes defended. And, Respect the defense on the show. But you know what? It's been slower this year. I don't think people have been challenging the Honey Badger as much. I think they do have respect for what he can do. But you're going to see a lot of creative things done with the Honey Badger this year. He's going to come up with a big turnover at some point. We're, he's going to have the Honey Badger game as well. We sit back and look at the Honey Badger. A little back and like, forth like, today like between a, the Honey Badger and like BK. Sorensen game. We've had Brandon that. We've Kiley. had the Ron Parker game. We're going to have the Honey Badger game. And I do think he's going to make a difference, you know, kind of mixing up the blitz and pressure on the quarterback. Sixth in pressures on, on quarterbacks as defensive backs since he came in the league. But let's go ahead and give it to the Badger. You in KC. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Uh, great show. Um, I don't know if this has been covered at all, but um, I'm a little worried about Kendall Fuller. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I, at some of the game I didn't see, so maybe he made plays that I didn't see. But I'm a tad bit worried. Uh, Brett Beach might have to find some a lot more corners he already got. I don't know, gentlemen. I just want to hear your well, thoughts. Well, he does have Mo Claiborne. It's eligible to come back after next week, although I think it's going to take a few weeks yeah. for him to be acclimated because he can't even go to the facility. Kendall Fuller did lead the team in tackles today. He was tied with Hitchens with eight. Seven solo, but that's not a good thing for a corner because that means they're picking on you. If you're getting a lot of tackles as a corner, that's generally not a good well, thing. Was interesting I going, think he's looked decent this year at What time. was interesting going into the year is he was better last year on the outside than he was the inside, and then they made him exclusively on the inside this year. And it's just just odd when your depth out there isn't that great. Um, but, that you know, Steve Spagnuolo, I'm willing to admit, knows more about defense than I do. Uh, so you, you respect the decision. He was a little banged up, I remember, during training camp. You wonder if that maybe has lingered into the regular season. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I am concerned. More, I, you know, I'm more concerned about the run defense than I'm in the pass defense at this point. I didn't think I'd be sitting here saying it. But teams... Look at Jacksonville, 5.1 yards per carry. The Raiders, 6.8 yards per carry. The Ravens, 6.3. That is now back-to-back weeks with teams running the ball for over six yards a carry against the Kansas City Chiefs. And And that's not good. I mean, it's something that needs to be shored up. I mean, I've seen progress with this defense, but I haven't seen progress stopping the run yet. You say, oh, Jacksonville only had 81 yards rushing. Well, Jacksonville had to get their ass back into the game and had to throw the football. Right, and I think that's what you're seeing with teams. It, the Chiefs are forcing teams very quickly in games to become one-dimensional, and they're having success on defense because of it. Next year, you're going to get, or I'm sorry, next week, you're going to get another challenge in Kerryon Johnson. They're not afraid to run the football down your throat and continue to run it. Again, that game plan may change if Patrick Mahomes puts up two quick touchdowns, which we know is possible. The Chiefs 
on their side of it, had a really good game today from LaShawn McCoy when they needed it. Damian Williams was not available. Here was McCoy at his locker after the game. Uh, obviously, this Baltimore defense has been talking about trying to limit big plays, and you guys went out there and did your thing today. What was it about what you were doing that made you guys so successful at that field? It's an explosive offense. Um, just from the top to bottom, from the backfield to the guys, our receivers, and the obvious with uh, Pat. Um, the guys up front, they really play well. We kind of wanted to um, make a big challenge for them. You know, get out there and be physical in the right game, be physical in the pass game. And they did really well. So, collectively, all together, it was a good game. And you did really well, too, and it seemed like you really seemed to pick your spots out there. How important was that to make sure that you didn't do too much? Uh, I just... But still contributed. Yeah, I, I did okay. Um, if I played, I played a little more, I could have did a lot better. Um, but I just... Um, rehab up and get my, get my body together, get my foot right. Uh, I'm ready for next week. Ankle feeling okay? Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's one of the things I've got to get it back healthy. Uh, you know, it's a lot better than last week. Uh, we'll see what happens. So you were limited because of the ankle today? Because of the foot? Uh, just uh, kind of like in at the end, more like in the third quarter. It just, just wasn't right. It's football. You know, is this a- I knew what it was before I got out there. I was warming up. I felt good. You know, and as a competitor, most guys like that. Got to get out in the field. You know, but um, I have another week to kind of prepare for it and, and rehab it, get it together. But this offense is amazing. So I'm, I'm like anxious to get out there and play with them. It's fun. Any- football is fun again. Any fear of you not being able to go next week? Nah, I don't fear. No fear. Just, just preparation. Uh, just rehab it up. Let's get ready for next week. Lashawn, to be part of a of a game where the two top teams, two top quarterbacks, I mean, just to be part of this, how much fun is that? Oh, it's a blessing. I mean, just to just to be here. That's one of the things that I told Coach Reed is I'm actually just truly just blessed. I'm actually truly just thankful. It's an opportunity to come out here and contribute to this offense, who was already you know one of the top offenses in the league in the beginning. You know, so just to be here, just to help out any way possible, I'm just really thankful. You touched on it a little bit, but, you know, we all know, the two of us at least know, took you to November 11th to score last year in Buffalo. Now you're here. You scored twice in your first game at Arrowhead. You know, how different is this offense and, you know, just how great is it to work within it? I'll tell you what, the biggest thing I've learned from being here and playing here um, is, like, the game plans. Like, there's so many players that the defense has to watch. You know, and this is, like, the first time where, I've been on the offense where I'm not the best guy on the offense. You know, it's the first time I've been on the offense where I'm not the main key. So I can just slowly get in there and do my thing, you know, and have a good game quietly. I mean, so many weapons. When you look across the board, like these guys are some of the top players in the league. And now they're my teammates. You know, so uh, it's a big difference. What's well, about the second quarter? 23 points this week, 28 last week. Whenever you guys kind of settle into it, it seems like you guys like, kind of... Like the Warriors, man, just get them threes and <laughs> shoot them up. What? No, we just, hey, man, we get better as the game goes on. Um, and it's tough because, like, you, you get up so quick, and then it's like some of the playbook you have to you know, minimize because you want to run the clock out, you want to get the game over. I mean, but if we could play all day, I'm sure we'll be throwing bombs, screens, runs. I mean, it's an explosive offense. 
I mean, every team, when they game, game plan and they break us down, the biggest thing would be uh, to minimize the explosive plays. There were some key guys out offensively, but you guys didn't really skip me. What does that say about this team? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the talent. You, know, you get a gift card to the GMs and, and the coaches for um, you know, getting the right personnel and players. I think a dangerous team is always the depth. Because you know, guys get hurt. If you if you heard there, a good question by Brandon Kiley of of the drive and the leadoff, asking McCoy if he'll be ready for next week. He had to exit the game because of that ankle late, and McCoy said uh, that he will be. And Bink, I'm going to put this on a silver platter for you. Is McCoy your starter for this team? I think he has to be now, right? Absolutely, he'll be the starter. What he was doing with the run, the catch, he is that guy. You know, you sprinkle in some Darrell Williams. I don't know if Damian Williams will be back at that point, but. LaShawn McCoy is your star. He plays so smart when he's playing the game. He's, he had the, showed a little bit of burst around the outside. He showed that leg strength as well. I mean, yeah. we saw some vintage shady. I mean, he's 31, and he looks so good right now. Yeah. And I think part of it is the fact that, and, and you heard him talk about it a little bit, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. A lot of a lot of the teams that he's with, with the Eagles and the Bills, I mean, it it ran through McCoy. He's he's older now. He's still got some burst, but he can be more of a role player. And, and that's another, like, that's what Sammy Watkins likes, too. He, you know, he, these guys that are older, they just want to win. And, and you're seeing that. And it's Detroit Lions, the 2 0 1, Detroit Lions to beat the Eagles on the road today. Knucklehead and KC, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Welcome. Yeah, so I'm an AP guy. I listen to Beaks all the time as well. Uh, just a few comments. Wanted to get your feedback on something. So the, the Pats are three and zero against three zero and three teams. Besides them, though, I don't really see any real contender. I mean, I'm no, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But the Chiefs look legit. I mean, they they beat a really good football team today, uh, and Really, they did it pretty soundly. I mean, they were going into the fourth quarter up, I think, 30 to 13 or 30 to 19 or something like that. It'll have the stats in front of me. But the, the only Achilles heel that I can imagine that this team has is the jump ball. Like our, our defensive yes. backs do not win a jump ball to save their life. And this goes all the way back to, to last year, maybe even years before that. Um, the only plays that are really killing us are the jump ball plays. We need to hire a basketball coach to come in there and teach them how to box out. Let's get Demetrius back. Or, well, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I honestly, I feel like the defense played very sound. Frank Clark actually uh, was critical on the two-point conversion play that Lamar, he was the first guy to hit Lamar. Uh, and then uh, one of the other guys came and cleaned him up before he could get in the end zone. That was on the clear out where Lamar ran left and couldn't get it in the end zone. So anyway, I'll listen off the air for who you guys think is the other contenders or potential losses maybe that we may may see down the road. We got the Lions coming up. We got the Packers coming up. Right. But I really feel like the Chiefs look better than, than any team playing football right now. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, good point, Knucklehead. And the thing about it is the the, the Patriots, they've, they've played two of three at home. Against the Steelers that aren't the yeah aren't your daddy Steelers. You go on the road to the Dolphins. They were giving up one point five points a game. They give up fourteen points to the Jets. No, the Chiefs have had a more impressive deal. The Chiefs have played two physical teams in Jacksonville and today against the Ravens. Chiefs have played two of three on the road, including coast to coast, going across. The Patriots, 
they played two or three at home, and they played some bad football teams. But, yes, they look good at this point because of defense and offense, and it is nice they don't have Antonio Brown right now. They kind of backfired Nobody on does. That was, that was a big deal that they get Antonio Brown, and they lose him. It's so, yeah, the Chiefs have had a more impressive schedule than the Pats. They won't get the run because the Chiefs didn't beat the Pats last year. Had they beaten them, had they beaten them, the story and the narrative would be completely different. People are still going to give him cred because of Belichick and Brady. Yeah, very quickly. I mean, Andy Reid has to do this. He takes things days at a time. I understand there's a lot of fans out there who don't want to jinx anything. I don't care about jinxes. I'm going to say it. The only team that can beat this team is the New England Patriots. 15-1 and is your floor, in my opinion. And that's why I said before the season starts that 16-0 and is very possible and it could happen. The offense is just too good. It's the best offense in the league in a league that's trending uh, two favoring offensive players, and that's what you're dealing with right now. I mean, I, the Detroit Lions. I don't. I'm, I'm not even going to lose a wink of sleep over that game, and you shouldn't. That's the first time Pat Mahomes played in the dome in the regular season. Yeah, when there's pre-season. no weather involved. I mean, this Nothing. guy. What's he going to have? A hundred touchdowns? And, and, and the Patriots play the Bills, the three and Bills next week. But here's the thing, and here's what I thought you'd be doing: Stafford, then Luck, no Andrew Luck. So it's Jacoby Brissett. Things change, but then Deshaun Watson. The Chiefs get to see some Deshaun Watson. We see the uh, Aaron Rodgers. You play uh, Kirk Cousins, not that big of a threat. Phillip Rivers twice, Tom Brady, and then Mitch Trubisky. So, yes, there's a lot more promise when you thought of Mitch Trubisky maybe before the season. You're not feeling that way at this point. But beating Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, with with just his skill set, usually would give the Chiefs defense fits, but they didn't allow him. To give him fits today. He's the type of quarterback well, just in control. to take the third They're just in control just of every game. Downs. I mean, even last week when they let up 10 points, they're just in control and, and gained it right back. And and that's key for this team. I mean, when you change how another team and their and their whole game plan and how they prepared, you're going to have a better chance to win the football game, and I think the Chiefs are doing that. When we come back, you'll get to hear from Frank Clark, and we'll wrap this thing up with our final verdict. Stay with us. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Wrapping up this Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on this Chiefs Sunday, the Chiefs with a 33-28 victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Victory Monday is to come, so that's exciting. Frank Clark in the game had his very first sack of the season, and we caught up with him in the locker room. Um, it's, it's very tough, you know what I mean? When you're looking at a guy who, you know, got all the comparisons of best, you know, running quarterbacks and, you know, throwing quarterbacks of our time and of uh, the past, you know, it's very hard. You know, Lamar Jackson, he gave us his best shot. He gave us all he can, you know, do. And, uh, you know, we found a way as a defense, and, you know, our offense kept putting up points, kept doing what they had. You know, had to do had another amazing day, and uh, we just playing great team football right now. It's got to be a blessing though for you to be able to come out on the right side of that. Uh, you knew they were gonna give it your best shot, like I said. Yeah, I knew. You know, and um, at the end of the day, that's what you prepare for. You know, and when you are a team like us, you know, you always prepare for another team's best shot. You always prepare, you know, for another team to come in, especially to the stadium. You know, you at Arrowhead, they know that we got the home crowd, you know, in our favor. They know um, we're going to come, we're going to give us our all. You know, we're playing in front of our fans, and we don't want to upset them. So, at the end of the day, you know, they came here with a great attitude. They came here with, you know, a great competitive nation, and uh, they gave us our best shot. Like I said, you've seen the score of the game, man. It was a tough game. You know, it wasn't nothing easy. It wasn't a walk in the park. And, uh, 
It came out there on top, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, we just start playing sound football at the end of the day, you know. I, I said all the time, it's not perfect, you know, but if you play, you know, the technique enough, you know, you make those plays that you need to win the game. And I feel like we made the necessary plays, you know. You got some mislaps here and there. You threw a few balls up that was, you know, questionable, you know, the, um, the P.I., the offensive P.I., stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, our DBs held fast. You know, our D-line held fast. We kept getting after it. You know, we kept putting pressure on it as the end of the game came. As you've seen, we put more pressure on them for them to um, for some of those mistakes, and um, like I said, we got the field. What the keys kind of keep him, uh, Lamar Jackson off balance early in the game? It looks like kind of he had a, trouble getting into a rhythm until the fourth quarter. Um, I, I believe one of the keys is just forcing him to, you know, go into a certain direction. You know, when you force him to go right or you force him to go, you know, to a direction where he, um, he's much, you know, his passer rating goes down when you when you get him on the run. You know, but also, you know, the negative of getting him on the run is, you know, that guy, he get out in the open field, he gonna make a few guys miss, he gonna get some positive yards, and we seen that today. You know, we seen, you know, a few times the guys, you know, thought they had sacks, you know, and they get away, and uh, that's all across him. You know, he's a great player at the end of the day. Like, you know, I don't take nothing away from his game. Like I said, he gave us his best shot. He would give another team his best shot. It might be enough, but unfortunately today we had, you know, we had the number. Is that a team you expect to see again at some point this year? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, They're great enough to, you know, make it to that next level, which is the playoffs, and um, they got a great leader up there and their quarterback and the, and the defense who playing some great football. So at the end of the day, uh, I'm sure they coaches to figure it out. But uh, myself, you know, I'm a chief. I, I'm glad I don't got to figure that out. And um, I just want to celebrate this victory with my team. We just talked about the DBs behind you. What's it like having those guys behind you? Um, I feel like our DBs never get enough credit. You know, everybody, you know, you hear about it all the time. You know, I don't even, I'm not even in the social media or read it, read about. It. I just tweet. You know, and I, I get off. You know, I go on Instagram. I post something and get off. But you know, you hear about it. You know, our coach something. You know, and then you hear about the people always talking about how bad our DBs are, how bad our linebackers are. But they playing excellent football, man. You look at our DBs, they're going against some, you know, some tough competition. You look at the last three weeks where you've had, you know, competition. You had great quarterbacks. You had guys throwing the ball over their head, testing them all year. And um, they, they haven't gave up a lot of big plays. You know, you got some some tricky plays where it go either direction. Like I said, with quarterbacks throwing the ball up and guys making great plays. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like they're playing sound football. Um, I feel like it can be more on the whole defense, though. You know, we got to play better all across the board. Guys like Ogba had a pretty good game today. I know a lot of people focus on their attention on you, but how did you able to see him kind of perform today up, uh, a little bit above what he's been doing so far this season? It's pretty dope, man. Like I said, man, anytime you got, you know, a core group of guys, and I say a core um, because you got guys who are all contributing, you know, no matter if they're a starter, no matter if they're a second string or you call them backups, you know what I mean, to the first. But um, everyone's contributing. And um, a guy like Agba, you, like I said, you mentioned him, you mentioned guys like TK, you know, who come along, who come in there and help. Um, you know, they playing great football to help, you know, take some of that pressure off guys like me, guys like Chris, guys like, you know, um, AO on the other side. So, you know, I know I know what to expect, man. They come with the territory, you you know what I mean? You got the big, you know, you got the price tag on your head. You got you got everything on you because you're the money guy, whatever they say. But at the end of the day, I, you know, that's the life I, I entered, and I'm, I'm ready to take on it full. And, you know, I, I commit to it. You know, I love the double teams. They got to keep it coming. It just opened up more opportunities for my other guys. How did it feel to get your first sack out there? I feel cool. You know what I mean? Like, I've asked many sacks, so at the end of the day, you know, it feels always good. It feels getting that first one in Arrowhead, you know, in front of our fans. And, you know, I want to say, you know, I wish I would have got one earlier in the season, but, you know, why not, you know, come home and that'd be my first sack to get. I think that's pretty awesome. How much better do you think this defense can get? We'll get, we'll get great. We'll get great. You know, this is just the, 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 the stepping stone. This is the first time y'all seen. You know, you can, you can, you, you really don't, 
you know, see your potential until you're actually out there full time. You know, preseason, we're out there for a few quarters. You're out there for a few minutes. You're not really, you know, able to show what you can really do. You got to go through the, you know, the trials and tribulations throughout the season. And I feel like we're doing that and we're growing. You know, you got a long season. Keep on going and see where you end up at the end. For you, All right, guys. On the other side of the we'll ball. do this last one. Go ahead. For you on the other side of the ball, you know, watching three regular season Pat Mahomes games now, how special is that just having your team watch that out there? It's pretty special. Uh, man, it just, it just um, it makes me understand and realize that I'm going to have a lot of opportunities, so I got to capitalize. You know, you got a guy like Pat back there at quarterback. You got this explosive receiving core. You know, I said they're the best in the league. Um, you got some running backs back there toting the pill, taking it off of Pat, you know, when he needs it. And, you know, then, then when you got an offense playing like that, it, also, it helps the defense. You know, as a defense, when we're looking at the offense, you know, um, march the ball. You know, and you just came off a 12-play series. You know, it, it only it only inspires you. You know, you want to you want to show favor to your offense by going to get that ball back, giving them more opportunities. You know, Pat comes down every time he scores and just say, get the ball back. You know, and that just helps. You know, when you got a quarterback who's that in tune with the game, he's focusing his attention on nothing. You know, giving him just that extra encouragement to go out there and get the job done. So Frank Clark gets his first sack of the season in the Chiefs' 33-28 win. I thought it was interesting how he mentioned they hear the noise. They hear that, you know, a lot of uh, us, you know, the people that talk about the team uh, say uh, the cornerbacks sometimes are are a little weak and and he's the big money man and he's willing to take that on. And, again, he faces a lot of double teams and and he's welcoming that. And, And, again, good to see him get a sack today and Chiefs fans hope that's the first of many. No question. He gave uh, you know credit to his teammates, Ogba, Okafor, you know, with, with Chris Jones, TK. You mentioned passing, you know, there as well. And I'm telling you, don't sleep on Ogba. I can give this guy credit for coming in <laughs> when he's coming in. I mean, the three tackles for losses, the four pressures, the uh, two and a half sacks that he has so far this season. He's the forgotten man, but sometimes the forgotten man has to step up and make plays when everybody else is getting attention. Three quarterback hits for Ogba today. Yeah. So, a good game. Another pass defended. He's got 18 in his career. Now, Chris Jones, 17 in his career. Same draft. As we wrap things up now on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, it's time for the final verdict. The final verdict is brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Bink, when it comes to what you learned from today, uh, what is it? It's just the, the continued Chiefs fast starts. And you look at what they've done. You deserve more than a lawyer. Oh, didn't didn't realize we had uh, we do we some do. sweet music. I like that. My bad. But three and zero in September this year. Three and zero in September last year. Three and zero in September the year before. It's getting off the fast starts and kind of letting the division know how good you're going to be. Now the Chiefs already have a win in the division. So Andy Reid now twenty seven and ten against the division when they beat the Raiders. But think about this: they got a two game lead now. It's unreal. We're still in September. The Chiefs have a two-game lead in the division. Andy Reid owns this division. Nine and two against the Raiders. Nine and one against the Chargers. Last ten games, seven and three against the Broncos. And then you have Emmanuel Sanders for the Broncos. That we might remember. Emmanuel Sanders didn't want to play here. This is how he described the Broncos' play so far this season. Uh, it's been tough, you know. So uh, trying to get it right right now. It's in zero and three. Living in a world of suck. <laughs> a world of suck. <laughs> this is your divisional opponents, the Broncos. A world of suck for the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs continue to get things better. I wish they'd shore up this run defense a little bit. This is a work in progress. And again, wait till five or six games. We'll kind of look and encapsulate the whole defense as a whole. I do feel it's getting better. Certain guys are stepping up. The run defense definitely needs to be shored up. But again, 
Andy Reid wins without his left tackle, his starting running back, his starting wide receiver. Credit Big Red and what he's been able to do with Pat Mahomes. It was impressive. They don't have a full thing, but you would not know that. But once again, three straight weeks, a different receiver leads this team in, in yardage. Yeah, my final verdict, and that's a good one, Bink, is, is wait for Tyreek Hill, right? Because... Again, we don't know for sure, but the report was four to six weeks. You wonder if he could be back for that Houston Texans game because the Chiefs played the Detroit Lions, the Indianapolis Colts, and then the Texans. If he is back in the mix for the Texans game, that's that's one game that kind of pops out. But you think that the Chiefs, based upon what you've seen, could beat the Detroit Lions and Colts without him. And then what is this offense going to look like when Hill re-enters it, especially now that you know that Demarcus Robinson has vastly improved? McCole Hardman is already ready to be a contributor. I just don't know how anyone's going to stop this team. No question about it. And Robinson's been everything they hoped Conley would be. Huge thanks to Bob Fesco, Ryan Wachowski, and Brandon Kiley at Arrowhead Stadium for us today. And, of course, huge thanks to the Dirty Werewolf, Dusty Uh, yeah, so the Chiefs now turn their attention uh, to the Detroit Lions. The head coach, Andy Reid, will speak to the media uh, tomorrow um, at, at noon, Arrowhead time. You can catch uh, everything that comes out of Arrowhead on Show and Burn, um, the midday. Great great show here on 610 Sports Radio. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of. Um, <laughs> they don't consider you part of the show. Oh, I don't know about everyone. Six about and a half point favors against the Lions. The undefeated Detroit Lions next week. I know I let you down today because I said that the Chiefs would win by two scores, but I'm really saying this time that the Chiefs are definitely going to win by two scores against the Lions. Take your money that you lost today. Go reinvest. We'll get it back. Were you hoping this would have been a Thanksgiving game? Uh, The Chiefs and Lions? No. I'd rather eat and watch football on Uh, Thanksgiving than hanging out with you. Watching ass kicking. Than hanging out with you on Thanksgiving. Not that I don't enjoy hanging out with you. It's just on Thanksgiving, I don't know if I want to be. Just spending that that evening with you, you know what I mean. I really don't know. What you mean. <laughs> like I like me. It's insulting. You, me and you, like we can hang out on the weekend, but like at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, where you're supposed to have turkey and share some turkey together. Right. Yeah, and you know, Lady G's around. Maybe maybe her family. Like I, I just don't know if that would be a good vibe for us. Like usually, you and I, we we can get into trouble together. You know. What All I mean? right, Pete. All right. So that's how. Shout I out, Big Pete. You raised a terrible <laughs> he, son. He's really looking forward uh, to um, Thanksgiving weekend. My, the family will actually be in town. I know. Big Pete's coming. I know. It's, Let's uh, chug, Big Pete. I'm looking at you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun weekend. Anyway, uh, <laughs> revi- reviewing this game, again, Patrick Mahomes, a tremendous game as usual, 27 of 37 through for 374 yards uh, and three touchdowns. McCole Hardman leads, His leads the team. Man, it, it's, it's exciting to have a rookie skill position player that's this good. Uh, two receptions for 97 yards, uh, the touchdown, 83 yards. He really does have that, you know, trait that Watkins and Hill have where if you give him a few steps, he could be gone. The first toy drafted for Pat Mahomes. Do you think the first? And he unwrapped it. He's been unwrapping (laughs) it slowly and he's utilizing it. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I I wonder at what point do they go and get another tight end? Not that I'm pushing Travis Kelsey out out of town, but he's 30 years old now. Uh, so you have to think about that. But it's been fun. Uh, Chiefs win 33-28. Uh, to 28. Uh, Thank you to, again to Bob Fesco, Ryan Wachowski, and Brandon Kiley out at Arrowhead. Chester, Dan, Steve, Big T, CJU. Your calls, Frank Clark, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, wonderful human beings. Thank you to UJ. It's been fun. Thanks, Pete. Uh, Dusty Likens. 
You can catch me this week. I'll be on 610 Sports Radio, uh, fill, you know, filling in, talking to Show and Vern, hanging out uh, with you. Pete's pick 1045. The, the nice, <laughs> that's right. Pete's pick. Uh, this has been the Arrowhead Pride postgame show uh, presented by 7th Street Casino, uh, where it's at. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Baltimore Ravens 33-28, to 3-0. Now turn their attention to the Detroit Lions. Uh, we'll be excited about that. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate will be back next week. and should be fun. I appreciate you listening to the show, and I hope you have a good night. Take care.